0: That you can live the abundant life and i believe in the power of one person working as a team with other christian patriots and have massive impact in reversing this ungodly culture and i believe that obama and hillary were exercising a 16-year plan to destroy america and the lord god almighty saved us by allowing hillary to be defeated by an anointed Donald J. Trump. And I believe that when I'm preparing to teach something, I end up forcing myself to learn it more deeply, and I get blessed from what I learn. Therefore, I'm blessed to teach. And I believe that God has called me to empower Christian patriots with truth. And that's why I invite you to join us at blessedtoteach.com. That's blessed the number two teach.com god bless you and i hope you'll join me and all the blessed to teach patriots and let's see what god do today Hello, this is Rick here with Blessed to Teach, and we're so excited to have you here on Word and Worship tonight. It is Friday, May 5th, 2023, and it looks like I got the restream chat working for um, Rumble now. We just missed part of the introduction, but uh, got that fixed, so it's looking real good. This time I'll make sure I don't mute uh, Gus like I did last week for the first, first three or four minutes and muted the music, and so I was sitting here whispering the music to myself uh, but we, we will get that fixed to, tonight. So I just wanted to welcome you. This is a beautiful time to just uh, soak in the Word. We're going to have music going the entire time uh, behind us when we're teaching as well as digging into the Word. Uh, we're going to start um, by introducing my co-host, Mr. Gus Minkler. How you doing, Gus? <laughs> I'm
1: doing good, Rick. How are you? How's
0: everybody doing tonight? Shalom. All right, I can actually see the the actual um, uh, microphone going, so we can actually hear you. I guess I can. Uh, they can actually hear you. I just what a great improvement from last week. <laughs>
1: right. Testing, testing, testing. All right. Is this on?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So, uh, Gus, tell us a
0: little bit about what we're going to be talking about tonight.
1: Well, we're talking about our bellies and rivers of living water coming up at him. You know, we we learned in, what was it, Rick? Chapter three, was it the well, the woman at the well? We learned that we can drink Jesus, like like you drink out of a well. Mm-hmm. And now, as we've come to know Jesus, rivers of living water are gonna spring up out of our bellies. You know, I often think back to the flood, and this is just a gussology thing, you know, a little revelation God showed me, you know, in the flood. Well, let's go back to Genesis where God in the beginning, he separated the waters from above and the waters from below. And I always think, well, the waters from above are clean and pure and, you know, and the waters below might get murky at times. You know, they really clean when they evaporate up into the clouds and rain down. So, you know, it's clean. But thinking on those two things in the beginning when the flood came, it's like the fountains of the great deep were bursted up. have flooded the whole earth and destroyed all mankind everything that because god was so grieved but i think this time around it's going to be spiritual and we are the fountains of the deep that's springing up the water from above up out of our bellies and bringing light and wisdom of god throughout the whole earth and flooding the earth with his wisdom knowledge and understanding
0: amen amen i love it and when we dig into this, we are going to be talking about. Uh, we're in John seven. We finished through, through verse twenty-five last week, so, uh, twenty-four last week. So we're going to start on verse twenty-five. But the but the main part of this is John seven thirty-eight. Whoever believes in me, Jesus says, as the Scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Just what Gus was expanding on there. And uh, with that, uh, Gus, would you mind just uh, open us up in some prayer before we start with some awesome music?
1: I sure will. Abba, Father, we thank you so much once again for creating this space for us to come together from all over, all over the globe. Hopefully, we've got people here from other nations. I know we've got London in the house. We've got Australia. We've got Sweden uh, in out there on the other platforms. Lord, we thank you that you've created this space. Where the enemy would use this stuff for evil we use it for good because we come together in you as one in the unity of jesus christ the word and the holy spirit to explore your word and everything about you to bring glory to the father through the son who is the word of god from the beginning so we just pray that you're with us tonight lord be with rick and myself lord let people not see rick or myself but let them see us as just pure just vessels made of clay that your living water is flowing through lord let me nothing that we share be not of you lord let everything be of your wisdom and your word because the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge lord and we ask all these things in the name of jesus christ our lord and our savior amen
0: amen I was just having a conversation yesterday with somebody about the fear of the Lord and how fear and respect. I was using that in a sentence there, going, "Those are two different things." And I was going, "Well, there's the, the fear of the Lord that's really talking about is the respect and the of, oh, of his power, right? So it's like it's like a it's not like the fear of bad fear. There's kind of like a fear that's bad that you, that he, you shouldn't be in, right? But there's a mm-hmm. fear of respect of his power." it's like uh it's like a mother telling the son or the or the or the child don't touch the hot stove fear that hot stove right respect its power right and, Amen. So, and so it's a fear it's a healthy fear of the lord is the beginning of all wisdom and and uh it's really awesome and his uh and i think it's the, the holy spirit talks about in there is is, is insight right so insight and wisdom I just love that that prayer and opening prayer, I was thank talking. you. Yeah. I was
1: talking with a friend today on just yeah. that subject, and I uh-huh. said, you know, there's, there's actually, the enemy wants to get inside our emotions and trigger us with our emotions and pull us around like puppets on a string, but there is a healthy fear like, if you know that if you step out in traffic this Mack Mac truck's gonna run over you you fear that and exactly. that's god telling you don't step out in that traffic right Very good. so there's yeah. an element good side and there's a bad side uh yeah. and the, the kind that torments is the kind we don't want it does not come from him
0: i love it i love it so let's get into some awesome music here we love to start with music um and we're going to start with shout to the lord here um, I'll read this first one. Gus can do the next one, we'll kind of alternate. But yeah. this one says, Shout to the Lord, all the earth let us sing. And um, it points us to Psalm 47.1, Clap your hands, all peoples. Shout to God with loud songs of joy. The second verse in the song that we emphasize is, Mountains bow down and the seas will roar at the sound of your name. Psalm 66 verse says, All the earth worships you and sings praises to you. They sing praises to your name. Another verse that this points to is so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Isn't that interesting? Philippians 2 10. Everybody under the earth, on earth, and above the earth, right? It's going to be. It makes of, a whole lot of sense <laughs> now, doesn't it? Rick? <laughs> yeah. Under the earth. Yeah, exactly. My comfort and my shelter, this talks about. So he who dwells in the shelter of the most high will abide in the shadow of the almighty. That's what we're celebrating here as we sing this. It also talks the tower of refuge and strength. So lead me to the rock that is higher than I for you have been my refuge, a strong tower against the enemy. That's in Psalm 61. 2B and 3. So Gus, this is about starting. us start out by shouting to the Lord. Get our hearts right so we can learn the word even better. I believe if we've got the Holy Spirit residing us and we have a worshiping heart, we can learn more than ever about how to love the Lord. So let's shout right now to the Lord in praise Hallelujah. and thanksgiving.
2: My Jesus My Savior
1: Lord, there is none
2: All of my days, I want to praise the wonders of your mighty love, my comfort.
0: I think Annette, if you would mind unmuting and maybe doing this one, this is one of, this is your favorite song, I think at the top of your list.
3: Yeah, of course, I love to. You are my everlasting God, but the Lord is the true God, the living God, everlasting king, Jeremiah 10. 10. The Lord reigns forever and ever. Exodus 15:18 Strength will rise as we wait upon the Lord to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being Ephesians 3:16b Being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy Colossians 1 11. Our hope, our strong deliverer and comforter in need. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord God is an everlasting rock. Isaiah 26 4. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Psalm 147 three I have loved you with an everlasting love Jeremiah thirty one three B Awesome
0: Let's well, worship this everlasting God Trust in the Lord forever, the Lord is an everlasting rock. broken hearted and binds up their wounds. I have loved you with an everlasting love, Jeremiah thirty-one
4: three.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, uh, guess I know we usually go right into teaching right now, but I feel like would you mind reading this one? Do one more song. It's about re a Hallelujah. Let's get some going here. Hallelujah. You're
1: still, you're still muted, bud.
2: That
1: <laughs> gets me every time. Mm-hmm. We raise a hallelujah, 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 meaning a joyous praise in song. And Yah, it's Jah, looks like Jah, sounds like Yah, refers to Y-H-W-H, is Yahweh, God. Put together, we joyfully praise God in song. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation at Psalm 95, verse 1 second verse we want to highlight here to be thinking about is in the presence of our enemies you know he prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies he anoints our head with oil and our cups overflow with his holy spirit hallelujah that's psalm 23 and 5 and the third verse is our weapon is a melody he appointed those who were to sing to the lord and praise him In holy attire they're all clothed in the righteousness of god which is jesus christ as they went before the army and when they began to sing and praise the lord set an ambush against the men who had come against judah so that they were rooted they all helped to destroy one another second Chronicles 20 verse 21 and 23 all we got to do is be with the lord and be governed by him he'll take care of our enemies he before us who can (laughs) against us right and the awesome. fourth verse is heaven comes to fight me the heaven comes to fight for me and deuteronomy three twenty-two tells us you shall not fear them for it is the lord your god who fights for you hallelujah <laughs> literally that's what we started with wasn't it <laughs> yeah, hallelujah yeah. Praise the Lord. We joyfully praise God in song. That's what this is about. It's
0: raise that. Nice. Raise a hallelujah. Let's do it. Let's get the vibe up. I
2: raise a hallelujah. <laughs> in the presence of my enemies. I raise a hallelujah.
0: table before me in the presence of my enemies. And when he began to sing and praise, the Lord said an ambush against the men who had come against Judah. So they were routed. let us sing to the Lord. Let's make joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Yeah. Alright. Uh, wow, that's a lot of music. I know we spent a whole half hour on the intro and uh, prayer and uh, talking a little bit about scripture, but now we're going to dig heavily into scripture. Um, something about getting your hearts worshipping and praising him helps me at least learn more, and that's part what this whole format is about. So We are going to dig into that right now. Let me pin... Mr. Gus up here a little bit. Um, Gus, this is beautiful. So let's start with a 25 here. I'll read this first paragraph and you can maybe commentate a little bit on it. So this is, we just went through chapter 7, right? Where they're saying he has a demon in him. He's with the Feast of Booths. And uh, it's just amazing where we see that he's basically talking about how he does nothing but the Father. We talked about this last week, right? And, uh, he talks about watch look at my works and they're saying you have a demon in you and he goes no (laughs) so then, then then they're asking a different question can this be the christ so some of the people in jerusalem therefore said is not this the man whom they seek to kill and here he is speaking openly and they said nothing to him can it be that the authorities really know that he is the christ so remember he he came to the feast of booths and here he is in the middle of the feast of booths he's speaking in the temple now and They're just letting him speak. So, but we know where this man comes from, and when the Christ appears, no one will know where he comes from. So Jesus proclaimed as he taught in the temple, because he knew what they were thinking. You know, he heard what they were saying, even when they didn't. He he wasn't within earshot, right? So here's the red letters. What does Jesus say? He says, "You know me, and you know where I come from, but I have not come of my own accord. He who sent me is true, and him." you do not know i know him for i come from him and he sent me so they were seeking to arrest him but no one laid a hand on him because his hour had not yet come yet many of the people believed in him they said when the christ appears will he do more signs than this man has done any thoughts on those verses uh gus
1: amen amen if we go back up to the top there where is not this man whom they seek to kill and he now he's speaking openly, nobody's saying anything to him. Other um, discussions in here, we learned that the, the, the religious leaders of that day, they, he had them baffled. They said, well, if we do this, the crowd's gonna hate us. And if we do this, you know, so they were really confused on what to do. So part of that I think is why they didn't say anything for the fear of the crowd the press of the crowd and everything Mm -hmm. Um, but you're right he he doesn't need to be in an earshot he doesn't have to hear what they Mm -hmm. say he knows what he knows what you're thinking Mm -hmm. you know the word of God knows our thoughts and intents of our heart and uh, part of this you know me and you know where I come from I wonder if he's talking to the demon spirits they're speaking at it because he knows we're not wrestling with flesh and blood And then also, he could be talking to the people that know where he was born. He was born in Bethlehem. Some of this crowd doesn't know that. It tells it, I think it speaks of it later. They talk as this man's from Galilee, isn't isn't the Messiah to come from Bethlehem? Um, But I have not come of my own accord because. He is the Word of the Father, so he's he's speaking. He came by the Father's accord; the Father sent him. He who sent me is true. He speaks of the Father, our, our Father that created us through His Word. And him, you do not know. He's telling the Sadducees and Pharisees, the religious leaders, you don't know God. I think they do. Mm-hmm. I think they know the Scriptures, and that's the ones that speak of Jesus. But the, clearly, they don't know those because they didn't recognize Jesus. So they were seeking to arrest him, but no one laid a hand on him. They couldn't because there's what they say. There's over 365 prophecies of Jesus and all of those were fulfilled and some weren't fulfilled yet. It wasn't time yet. So they, their, their own will is not strong. God's, in the beginning he's in the end he knows everything all times all places and it just wasn't time for that to happen yet so they couldn't mm-hmm. they can't breach what god already knows because he's truth so amen
0: and what's interesting? and then go starts, ahead the
1: crowd is saying <clears throat> they're, they're saying well when the christ comes is he gonna do more than this guy's doing look he's opening the eyes of the blind he's uh Healing people, he's casting out demons. All this—I mean, things they have not ever seen before.
0: Yes, and uh, John wrote this book so that we will believe and get to understand what who Christ really is. And that's why I think some of these statements right here, like, say, can it be that the authorities really know that this is the Christ? Can you imagine how much that frustrated the leaders of the day who wanted him to be exposed as a false prophet, right? A false false messiah and here people Amen. are saying oh my goodness <laughs> they're not arresting him so so what's the next step what do they do well they send somebody to arrest him the pharisees heard the crowd muttering these things about him and the chief priests and the pharisees sent officers to arrest him so probably because they were saying why are they arresting him if he's not the christ <laughs> so they're gonna yeah. we better arrest yeah. him <laughs> Right? And if you know what happened in the temple areas, the mm-hmm. Levites were, the, so, so the Levites, you know, that were, had the priests and did all the ceremonies, etc they were the ones that were the police, uh, the, the, at least the Jewish police in that area, right? So you can see, so they basically are sending the Levites to go arrest him. And we'll, they'll come around to the end, at the end of this. Jesus then said, I will be with you a little longer, and then I am going to him who sent me you will seek me and you will not find me where I am. You, where I am, you cannot come. The Jews said to one another, where does this man intend to go that we will not find him? Does he intend to go to the dispersion among the Greeks and teach the Greeks? What does he mean by saying, you will seek me and you will not find me and where I am, you cannot come. And just real quickly, what, what I thought here you guys was, they just misunderstood what he was saying, right? Obviously, he says, you will seek me and you will not find me. When Where I am, you cannot come because he's going to be resurrected. He knew he was going to die. He knew the plan of redemption. He was going to die for our sins and be raised. But they misunderstood him. And it just brought me back to some other times in this gospel we've already studied in earlier part of the chapters is that how many other times they misunderstood. Like here, Nicodemus in John 3, right? Said, 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 how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the a second time into the mother's womb to be born? We talked all about that when uh, several, mm-hmm. several weeks ago in John three, right? And then we see here in John four fifteen, the woman said to him, "Sir, give me this water, so that I will not be thirsty, or have to come back to draw water." The woman in the well was thinking physical amen when he's talking spiritual right and so he's talking spiritually is why you can't come to where i am and here's john 6 52 um last the last uh, chapter we studied the jews then departed among themselves saying how can this man give us f- his flesh to eat so you can amen s- so you can see jesus speaks spiritual truth and uh not many people understand uh exactly what he is doing Um, And so we'll get to that in a second. Uh, But any any other things that you had on them sending officers to arrest Jesus?
1: Uh, I believe you're absolutely right. They were pushed by the crowd. They felt like they had to do something. They had to get rid of this guy. And um, yeah, Jesus, it never stopped him when they didn't catch on. He just still kept planting those subtle seeds because he knew as things took place later, they would come to know they would remember the statements that he made say ah that's what he meant that's that's what jesus meant when he was would go someplace and we couldn't follow him but clearly which a lot of people today uh i think make the mistake of picking up the bible and trying to read it in a carnal in your carnal mind and you really got to take time to read it digest it what you don't understand ask the lord tell him say lord i don't understand this could you show me and he may not answer in an audible voice right then, but he will come back and show you some way, somehow, as you go through the word. Uh, even if you don't understand everything, read through the entire thing. And then all of a sudden, to me, when you know you're born again, is when you receive revelation from God and he speaks to you through this, through his word, because he's always going to speak to us through his word.
0: Yes. I.
1: So, I love
0: that he is going to speak to us always through his word, no question about it. And this next, yeah. this next gets into the rivers of living water. Would you mind reading this part, Gus?
1: Sure. On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, "If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the Scripture has said, out of his heart." will flow rivers of living water. Other translations say belly, there's heart. Now this is he. Now this, he said, about the Spirit. Notice the capital S there. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. There's a lot of spirits out there. Not to be mistaken, because there's only one Holy Spirit. Whom those who believed in him were to receive, for as he yet as of yet the spirit had not been given because jesus was not yet glorified he had to go he had to make the payment for our sin he had to be the propitiation or the payment for our sin he had to die go to preach to the souls down in below the earth that were there since the beginning and preach the gospel to them and he led captivity captive led them out the ones who believed and then he had to be witnessed by bunches of people there's many accounts in the bible where jesus was seen before he ascended into heaven to the right hand of the father and he sat on the mercy seat and when he sat put his blood on the mercy seat that's when it's like jesus on the cloud now this is now where the old testament he god spoke through prophets only prophets now it's like we can all be prophetic as we read his word because he grants us all revelation there's prophets and there's the gift of prophecy, you know, but, uh, yeah, it's like when he went to sit at the, on uh, the right hand of the father, now it's Jesus on the clouds. So now we all have access to him through the Holy spirit. We're all tethered to him through the one spirit of God. Mm-hmm. I love
0: it. The rivers of living water. And you did a beautiful job in the beginning talking about, uh, that, that this could be also belly, right? It's a, uh, and it's kind of like that yes. we talked about earlier, the cup overflow of in one of the songs, right? It's like,
2: mm-hmm. um,
0: that's, what, uh, yes. that's what we can do right now. I think there's a good lesson here as well. When they misunderstood him, I showed all those times when they misunderstood Jesus, right? I think we can do the same thing where they were judging him. For instance, I think most of the people here just assumed he was born in Nazareth, right? Versus actually asking him or maybe investigating, right? So I think we do that a lot. And it's a big uh, thing that we got to be aware of in the truther movement, or we're trying to wake people up that we do not make huge assumptions. Um, when, and when we come to conclusions based on it, we're gonna see them being completely led in the wrong direction here because they did not do that. So we'll get back into the division among the people and why they're so divided and what actually happened when they sent these Levites to basically go arrest Jesus I will do that right after a few more songs. So let's let's dig into one more song here, guys. If you wouldn't mind reading uh, reading the scriptures to graves
1: the gardens, graves in the gardens. <clears throat> Lord, there is nothing better than you. You're the only one who can. Exodus eight ten tells us that you may know that there is no one like the Lord our God. And Philippians 3.8 says, I count everything is lost because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ my Lord. Second verse is, You turn mourning to dancing. You give beauty for ashes. You have turned for me my mourning into dancing. Psalms 30 verse 11 to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, Isaiah 61, verse three. And thirdly, we've got, you turn bones into armies. Who isn't that happening today? Mm-hmm. Dry bones are coming alive. So I prophesied and behold a rattling and the bones came together and the breath came into them and they lived and stood on their feet an exceeding great army that's Ezekiel 37, seven through 10. And finally, the fourth verse we wanna highlight is you turn seas into highways. I love this one, very poetic way of saying he divided the Red Sea, right? <laughs> and made a walking path. <laughs> Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and the Lord drove the sea back and the people of Israel went into the midst of the sea on dry ground, that's Exodus 14, 21 and 22. Praise the Lord.
0: hmm He turns graves into gardens. I Know that there is no one like the Lord our God. Exodus 8:10. We're gonna do one more psalm before we get back into John 7. We're doing John chapter 7 right now. This is one where we just can understand what Jesus did for us at the cross. All right, the first verse says that at the cross, what do you do? I surrender my life. Where your love ran red and my sin washed white, I owe all to you, Jesus. Ephesians 1 7 says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace. Second verse that this song just emphasizes is a place where mercy reigns, never dies. Streams of grace flow deep and wide, and all the love I've ever found. This reminds us of this next verse is, Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Hebrews four sixteen. Third verse that we get into in this song talks about where sin and shame are powerless, where my heart has peace with God and forgiveness. Colossians two fifteen gives us part of this promise, where it says He is in Jesus. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in Him. So sin and shame is powerless now. Let us just worship Him as we surrender our life right at the cross. There's a place
5: where mercy reigns and never dies. There's a place where streams
2: of grace flow deep and wide.
0: We're going to dig back into the Word of God, though. Um, we're in chapter 7 of John.
1: To... Can we back up to our, our our theme scripture one time? The Lord laid something on my heart that He wants to highlight.
0: Sure, just a second. It's uh,
1: thir- 38. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. 738. If anyone thirsts, let him come unto me. And 38 says, whoever believes in me. Now, it's one thing to believe in God but he says "He whoever believes in me as the scripture has said and that's the defining that's who defines God is because the scripture is the word of God so logos it's recorded for a reason so that we know the difference between the one true living God and his Holy Spirit and the fallen angels and demons that try to deceive us like an angel of light So he who believes in him, as the scripture says, a lot of people believe in God in their own imagination, and think about it, everybody could just imagine a God in their mind, everybody would imagine a different God, there's no oneness in that, there's no unity in that, but he is a righteous and loving God, so when we believe in him as the scripture has said, so anybody that wants to deter you from these scriptures and say ah, they're no good they're this or that they're they're really spirits trying to keep you from the one truth because like john seventeen seventeen says uh he sanctifies us with his truth and it goes on to say his word is his truth so i just wanted to highlight that
0: that is awesome as yeah. the
1: scripture says
0: yeah i love that i love that and it's interesting because we're in chapter 7 now, right? But back here in John 4, 14, that we already reviewed several weeks back, Jesus mm-hmm. said, But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. And so it's awesome how it just builds on it. All right, now he's saying it's rivers of living water.
1: (laughs) Mm. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Why don't you go into these next uh, verses, uh, Gus?
1: So we're on 40? Yeah. When they, these words, some of the people said, this really is the prophet. Others said, this is the Christ. But some said, is the Christ to come from Galilee? Has not the scripture said that the Christ comes from the offspring of David and comes from Bethlehem, the village where David was? So there was a division among the people over him. Some of them wanted to arrest him, but no one laid hands on him. I don't know if you want to stop there quickly and cover that, because you were just saying this before. It's a lot like uh, the Truther movement and things that are going on today. And the the wise one in there said, has not the scripture said that Christ comes from the offspring of David? He does, he's in the line of David, the tribe of Judah. And does he not come from Bethlehem? Well, they should have done their research. They would have found out that he was born in Bethlehem and they'd known then he's the Christ.
0: So the division was because of this issue, which they said of investigating and learning, right? Mm
1: -hmm. And... uh, Uh,
0: and it's interesting. Thinking
1: for themselves and researching for themselves, which some of them may have done after that, we don't know. So we know um, the good news is that mm-hmm. these
0: guys knew scripture. Back in Micah five two is where it says, "Behold, you, O Bethlehem, Ephronath, you are too little to be among the clans of Judah. From you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel." whose coming forth is from old from ancient days so this micah 2 is where uh they're pointing to but uh as you said they uh they knew that part but they didn't do any investigation to figure out where jesus was really born
1: and, and we go back it's really it's really like a board game the funniest game you'd ever ever get yourself into i guess because games are fun you know when god what's he say it's the glory of kings help me out with that one uh to hide a matter but no the glory of god to hide a matter but the honor of kings to search it out whatever he wants us to search these things out and uh i tell you once you get in the word of god you can't stop you know Mm -hmm. um and where he says from ancient days he's talking about the prophecies of the coming messiah that's been spoken from the beginning god knew that jesus was going to come he was going to be born in bethlehem and all these things from the beginning Mm -hmm. so it's important to to realize that and when you study the scriptures and see and know that these scriptures like rick you have that excellent lesson on the integrity of the bible the authenticity Mm -hmm. of the bible and everything you know that they're I forget how many authors and how many thousands or hundreds of years apart. They all, the, all the whole Bible is a continuing story about Jesus Christ. Everything points to Jesus Christ. And when you see that more and more, you just grow in awe of the Father. It's like, wow, this book is not written by human minds or hands. It's Amen. It's divine.
0: Amen. Another thing that when you when you just really look at this whole thing about rivers of living water, there are some Old Testament scriptures that kind of point to that as well. You have right mm-hmm. here Proverbs four twenty three says, "Keep your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the springs of life." So, so Jesus isn't coming back with just something brand new. This comes back to some Old Testament scripture. Here's one in Isaiah fifty eight eleven, and the Lord will guide you continually and satisfy satisfy your desires and scorch places and make your bones strong, and you shall be like watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters do not fall. So he's the fulfillment of all this law, right? Not uh, anything but it, um, interesting stuff there, so.
1: and if- I've always loved Psalm 1. It'd be like a tree planted by the rivers of living water. Mm-hmm. The righteous person. Because yeah. our righteousness is not our own. It's not what we do. We don't cross a little old, hundred little old ladies across the street and get an attaboy and say, boy, you're righteous or give our money to the poor all of it or or do anything like that it's when we believe in christ in the word like abraham believed and it was accounted to him for righteousness when we get that that's that's our faith that's and and believe me the demons know that they yes can, they, they sense that when you have that faith they know it yes so where are we at here rick uh 40 yeah
0: so we're at 45 40. here
1: you want me to go with that, or are you going to read
0: that? Or? Yeah, well, I, well, one thing I was going to talk about, though, is uh, something hit me that I just think uh, is so important, right? Because uh, others said, this is the Christ, right? Um, obviously, that's the correct answer here. And other people are saying, this is really the prophet. So, the, a lot of the teachings back in the, the, these leaders were talking about um, the, the prophet versus the Messiah, and could they be different? Right, But we know Jesus is both, right? And I, I think one that we're they're talking about is what back all the way in Deuteronomy when they talk about a new prophet like Moses. It says, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you, from your brothers. It's to him you shall listen, just as you desired of the Lord your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly when he, you said, let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God or see this great fire. Oh anymore lest I die. So just think about it. they sit so I'm at Mount Sinai right here going, Oh my goodness. <laughs> don't, don't let me hear this Amen. anymore. <laughs> they were scared to death. <laughs> that was Amen. that was true fear of the Lord. They're getting both fear, the uh, reverent and the, the true fear. And the Lord said to me, They are right in what they have spoken. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brothers. This is where God in flesh, right? So he, so, he, they people are scared to death to hear from God directly when he's in his... Right. Yeah, it's like, so, and I will put my words in his mouth and he shall speak to them all that I command him. This is the prophet that they sent. And, but he's also not well, but, only this, he's also the Messiah. He fulfills both of these. Go ahead,
1: Gus. Right. Because he's the prophet, he's the king, he's the priest. He fills, fills it all. But back up there a minute, because something I've seen there... Okay. description you y- just y- had uh-huh. Uh just as you desired of the Lord your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly you remember it was the rock of Horeb that <laughs> Moses struck the leader of the church struck the rock and out of his side came blood and water no that's Jesus no, that's... <laughs> <laughs> the rock of Horeb out of the rock came flowed water for them to drink so there's a foreshadowing
0: rivers of living water <laughs> living water so how awesome is that that is I'm so, liv- I'm so that's what we're just studying today rivers of living water that's cool guys yes. that's a great catch and uh the other thing i wanted to talk about a little bit is these people that wanted to arrest jesus as we're getting to the final part of this um who were they right it's most likely the sanhedrin right so i just uh this is a, the thing. Just talks about the Great Sanhedrin, um, which in Greeks means sitting together or council, right? And this is a and, the, and it's almost like the U.S. Supreme Court in many ways, right? And if you look at this Supreme Council, it was like a pretty big. Now the Romans, when once the Romans came, they lost a lot of power. But I think this was this was what was interesting to me. Um, The council convened each day of the week except for the Sabbath and the annual biblical holy days. In the New Testament times, the synod was composed of 71 members, the high priest and chief justice and 69 general members. Only the chief priests, elders, and scribes were eligible to sit on the council. So this was 71 member council. I thought that was interesting and uh again even they still had a lot of power even after the romans came but they used to be life and death right they could they could uh, obviously they they talked caesar into crucifying him but these are the people these religious people that have legalism and a religious spirit and miss their own messiah who was here Mm
2: -hmm.
0: he was the christ and the people many of the people understood this that he was the christ he was the prophet to come he was both that prophet he was the messiah and what are the officers doing the religious people that um, they're, they're sending officers to arrest him so they, these right. leaderships the pharisees so so go ahead and go into this uh gus
1: they were so self-absorbed and looking thinking about themselves and trying to be high and mighty above and, and judging everyone else they missed the whole they missed the messiah when he they missed it out. oh my goodness <laughs> yes so, okay the officers, the officers then came to the chief priests and Pharisees who said to them, why did you not bring him? The officers answered, no one ever spoke like this man. <laughs> no <laughs> kidding. <laughs> the officers are, are like, they're believing now. And I want to go back the to this Pharise- just real
0: quick. I want to go back to that scripture we just talked about, right? What does yes. it say? Who's going to be talking to him actually? Right? It said, Lord, God, nobody that they were scared of. I will put my words in his mouth and I will speak to them and everything I command him. They're speaking to this God that they were scared to death of back in the Old Testament, right? It's Jesus Amen. talking to them. No one's ever spoken <laughs> like this man. No wonder.
1: <laughs> Amen. Amen. The Pharisees answered them Have you also been deceived? Can you imagine how mad they are at this point? <laughs> Have you been deceived too? <laughs> you know, these are the
0: Levites. <laughs> mean so they get the levites who have the policemen they're supposed to go arrest because this guy's being blasphemous supposedly and they say no Uh they they won't arrest him it's like (laughs) so the pharisees were were seething you're right
1: (laughs) let's see have any of the authorities or the pharisees believed in him here's that social it's been going on forever they're dividing us socially you know have any of us Believed in him or high and mighty. We're the religious ones. We wear the religious garb, you know, the fancy clothes and everything. We don't believe in him. Like everybody's supposed to follow them, like the blind following the blind, right? Mm. So have any of the authorities of Pharisees believed in him? But this crowd that does not know the law is accursed. So they're 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 judging the mm. crowd. But right. the crowd's heart knew it was God, right? Nicodemus, who had gone to him before who was one of them said to them, does our law judge a man without first giving him a hearing and learning what he does? They replied, are you from Galilee too? (laughs) Search and see that no prophet arises from Galilee. So they're mocking uh, Nicodemus who is one of them. And he's of course defending Jesus. They're like, hey, you from Galilee too? (laughs) So they were caught up in the moment. So.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because
1: there were prophets from Galilee
0: in the Bible. There are several of them. Elisha was probably yeah. from there. Or, you know, several came from...
1: And yeah. I, w- I would say that you can look at that too, that God's still raising up prophets mm-hmm. who discern the word. And like I said, we all have, we can have the gift of prophecy. We can look at this word and through the power of the Holy Spirit, he'll give us insights and revelations. That's why backstage we're always encouraging everybody as we do our studies if the lord drops a scripture or something in your spirit that ties to this speak it out because we're all working together but yes some people the reason we're where we're at today is because they forgot about the prophets they said oh that was back then and god's the same yesterday today and Amen. forever so there are still prophetic people out there speaking and you can tell them by the fact that. They believe in the scripture. They believe in Jesus Christ as the scripture said. That's how you can tell. You know them and, by their uh, fruit as well. Yeah. And you know them by their fruits. Mm-hmm. Are, they, are they showing love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, goodness, meekness, self control? Or are they, you know, all kinds of working, all kinds of flesh and, and bitterness and, and whatnot? So, yeah. And then I, it's important I, in this hour.
0: Yeah. It's a very good point and uh and, and this last verse really kind of puts a stand for to where you have now the the leaders of the leaders right are supposed to be the most knowledgeable in the law and supposed to be looking for the messiah and they miss him because they won't even ask where he was born so obviously right. so obviously jesus was the oldest right and so they came they came from they was born in bethlehem and they went to egypt and they well, after herod died they came into nazareth and they, they have all these other kids. And so they just assumed, since all the other brothers were born there, they just assumed that Jesus was not born in Bethlehem. They didn't even ask. They didn't even investigate. Yet they're judging with that legalistic and religious spirit. That's a good, That's a dangerous mm-hmm. thing right now. And as we go through our process of waking up to what's really going on in the world, we need to be careful not to judge either until we really... Uh, have done proper investigation and with with good sourcing, et cetera, right? Yes, and uh, sir. That's right. In the prophet um, Amanda Grace, I'll never forget her talking and warning us through the Lord, warning us through Amanda about being careful of junk intel, right? How many people are clones? How many people are are have been arrested? All all, all this type of stuff. We got to be really careful about what what, just, what what can just consume us, and we can start talking to people, and it actually brings them away from truth because we're talking about things we can't substantiate. So be real careful about what you choose. That's why I did this whole whole course. If you just go to the training on blessedteach.com or you go to blessedteach.com slash impactor, we've just started a whole new class to teach people how to get really good at a few things versus trying to talk about junk intel and a lot of things that that actually does, that, that separates you from your family versus bond you with your friends and family. Right. So that's just another, I just want to put that in there. We're starting this class. would love to have you all join us. Amanda Grace will be on live on, uh, it'll be, pr- 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 uh, uh, I guess, uh, aired live on Monday night. Um, that'll talk about this impact or class as well. And uh, so uh, I think that that's something that we can do to make sure we don't make the same mistake.
1: Right. Amen. Because it's easy to get caught up in all this. So-called the junk intel when we know this is the truth that comes from above Amen. god and and you'll know all the more when you get into it and start researching for yourself don't don't just make the assumption like everyone says oh they've changed that book so many times well get an interlinear Bible that shows it gives you the original Hebrew and Greek and you'll find how the translations match up or don't match up you'll find out they're pretty consistent and on, on the, all the important parts. And you can find out what was originally written. But uh, so many people get, so, they, they spend their energies in stuff that really doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Because it's all about the gospel of Jesus Christ and getting as many as we can to know Jesus and who He is and to, to save souls. It's a great harvest, so.
0: Yes. And that's the rivers of living water that we're talking about. Jesus, He is the Word of God. He's our sword of the Spirit. Right. So, uh, Amen. so if you want livers of living water, pull out your sword of the spirit, which is the word of God and use it and learn it and spend time there. And let's spend time on unification about the right God, the right Jesus, and the right, right gospel. We're learning about the right Jesus. He is the living water. He was the prophet. He was the Christ and they missed it. So let's not miss this time where we're going to go through the great Exodus and the great awakening and into the great harvest. And understand that is where all the, all, all the prophets I believe in and vetted are pointing us. Not going into the Great Tribulation right now. We're going into the Great Awakening, the Great Exodus, and the Great Harvest. That's what I'll be talking about tomorrow um, Sunday night when I talk about the end times and talk a little bit more about what my basis for that is. So looking forward to talking to, uh, with you guys and-, and, and uh, It
1: may be the bad guys, Great Tribulation, because I think a lot of them are gonna be- uh, Yes, disappointed <laughs> when they see how this story ends and we, the best is yet to come, I'm telling you. That's for sure. It'll hey, well, be, be good.
0: Yeah, so hey, don't leave because we're gonna go into a QA and a session with anybody backstage that has a question or anything that you wanna share. You can get backstage, by the way, for free. Just go to blessedteach.com. Uh, it's completely a pay-forward model now, so you can create your account in three or four minutes, and uh, probably one or two minutes, and be back here with us on the Zoom session and do any Q&A that you have on this. And with that, we're going to move into a scripture. If you won't mind reading it, Gus, and uh, that is, uh, "Blessed be the name of the Lord." Amen. And then we'll after after a few songs, we'll be opening up to Q&A.
1: Blessed be the name of the Lord. Verse. First one highlight is blessed be the name of the Lord. And I always go back to Revelation, I think it's 1319 or 1913, where it says he's clothed in a vesture dipped in blood and his name is called the word of God. So you could say, blessed be the word of God. They're interchangeable to me. So blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised Psalm 1, 2 and 3. When I am found in the oh. desert place, in that dry place, though I walk through the wilderness, blessed be your name. But rejoice that you share in the sufferings of Christ so that you may be overjoyed at the revelation of his glory, which is Christ in us, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: That's First Peter 4, 13. And the third verse is you give, and you take away. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job did not sin or charge God with wrong. Job 1, 21a and 22. Finally, the fourth verse we wanna highlight for you is when the darkness closes in. Psalm 23, four tells us, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for the Lord himself is with me. Hallelujah. We're just walking through that valley. Mm -hmm.
0: Blessed be his name. how much time we already burned up it was beautiful so let's get into some Q&A right now see if anybody has any uh, questions or even uh, oh Teresa has a big praise report let's go to Teresa so go ahead Teresa I'd <laughs> love to hear praise reports as well even on Word and Worship <laughs> you still it looks like you're still muted she's looking for that button on the phone It's always, I'm gonna say ask to unmute. Sometimes it comes up easier for you. Ew. Oops, now I just muted you. I muted you right back on accident.
4: (laughs) Am I unmuted now?
0: You're good now. Mm -hmm.
4: Okay, great. Number one, I did 8.9 miles on the new step this morning. Woo!
0: What's what's the most you've done before that?
4: (laughs) That's the most I've ever done. Before that, the last highest number I had was six miles.
0: Nice, congratulations.
4: (laughs) And I walked all the way around one time, which meant I walked, actually walked a 12th of a mile.
0: Good for you. That is awesome. That's
4: my one thing. You'll be doing the
1: Boston Marathon
4: Oh, huh, I would. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would love that. I can't wait till God has me do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. If okay. God heals me, I will sign up for the Boston Marathon. <laughs> awesome,
3: <Woo>! Teresa. <laughs> awesome.
4: And I, but I wanted you to know that. But He also gave me a, a really great thing. I have a theology degree, and I'm eligible to be a pastor. But I didn't really want to be a pastor. Okay, but I said I wanted to do what God wanted. Well, I belonged to a patriot group and they had me working admin, but all I was doing was praying for people and sending, sending them verses and things like that. So guess what I am now at the chat? I'm now their chaplain.
0: Awesome.
4: <laughs> they, they, they took me off admin and made me chaplain.
0: I love it. That's awesome. And
4: so I just wanted to let you know, because to me, that was much more of a blessing than being on admin.
2: I'd much rather be
4: their chaplain. So I wanted you to know it's partly because of y'all, because y'all have encouraged me so much that I look forward to every day spreading God's joy and love to everyone. And that's why I have millions of kids that disrupt us sometimes in groups, because they don't know that they need to be quiet they're learning but and some of them are trying and some of them just forget and so for those of you who do groups with me when the kids interrupt I try to mute myself so you don't get it <laughs> you know don't get interrupted but I know that God is doing amazing things and I've got God bumps on my God bumps right now <laughs> I've, got, I've got so much anticipation of what he's about to do because he told me he was going to st- step up and show off.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> Amen. That was
4: his word in my heart. was He was going to step up and show off. I love that. And I'm like, yes, God.
0: Can't wait till I'm that happens.
4: Ready. Let's show off. Yes. So that's all I wanted to let everybody know, that God is so amazing and awesome, and I love him so much. But he's also told me I had to set boundaries and I'm not good at that yet. So pray <laughs> for me that I will set better boundaries.
0: That sounds great. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so oh, much for sharing that.
4: My, my B2T stuff still doesn't work so it needs your help.
0: Okay, yep. So I know Chrissy's- But that's all I'm gonna say. That's okay. all I'm
4: saying about that. I'm gonna let you do it.
0: All right, all right. <laughs> you have- um... I
4: love you.
0: All right, yeah, We love you too, Teresa. So I, I, say, I have some other comments in there. Sherry's saying, my praise report is thank you so much. For prayer last night, I was in pain, but no broken bones. Thank you and praise the Lord. Says Suri, when we prayed for her last night. Yeah. And uh, praise the Lord. All right, that's on Facebook. And then in Rumble Rants, I hear, "Oh joy is the Lord." Hallelujah, Teresa. Praise God for you, your joy, so beautiful. Uh, we love that. So any, any, I know we don't don't have much time, but because uh, I do have a Patriot event tonight in the Dallas area that uh, my wife and I are going to so uh but what what um any other um thoughts about the scripture that we went over how it may have affected your life or any cute questions you have I know we went through a question last time that t- probably took us a good hour to go over where we we investigated and talked about uh so so what type of questions you guys have anything right now on your heart no, but I did see where Gus was talking about how when you're reading through Scripture and all of a sudden it just pops out at you. Mm-hmm. I was going through the very beginning, Genesis, mm-hmm. and one part really stuck out. The dominion that Adam was given over everything of the the world, basically, on the land. Every creepy thing. And what happened? A creepy thing came in and he ended up having to hand over their dominion Uh instead of standing up as we have
1: to now. So that's
0: just what popped
1: out at me yesterday. Amen. Amen. All right, I love it. I love it. We're here to take dominion back on behalf of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Amen.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Linda says on backstage here, says, praise report I never had brothers, but God gave me brothers in Christ. (laughs) <laughs> I'm sure she's talking about backstage. Uh, it's beautiful. Yeah, like,
3: um, yeah. yeah um, I I had two sisters on the oldest, and I, I always wanted brothers.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I had a stepbrother, which was a long time ago, and tonight God made up for a, gave a whole bunch of brothers in Christ.
0: A bunch of brothers right. in Christ. I love it. All right. That's what backstage is all about, mm-hmm. is to give you brothers and sisters in Christ. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, I think somebody else was saying something here too. Oh, I see. So, so Terry's here. Thank you, Terry, for coming. Um, it's just beautiful to be able to do this every Friday night. So remember, we're going to be doing this every Friday night. I apologize, I can't go long like we did last night, last Friday, um, based on me having to get out of here and go to a Patriot event. Um, so I'll tell you what: we are going to be doing this every Friday that we're not um, that we're not traveling. Next Friday, we'll probably figure out something, but I might we might play a previous episode, um, but we will be traveling to, to Miami. That is when the Miami Reawakened tour is. Gus and I will be uh, together on that. Um, but uh, again, um, so this Sunday though, I invite you to, to an End Times um, teaching with Daniel uh, eight, seven and eight. That relates back to Daniel three that we talked about as well. And we'll be going over John eight, um, not next week, but the following week. Uh, the, so in two weeks we'll be going over John 8 so you can study that beforehand as we dig into word and worship uh, but you that'll guys, be an
1: awesome chapter
0: yeah that is, that is an awesome chapter <laughs> We, uh, all of, all of it is though, Gus, huh? <laughs> yes, it is. I
1: say that about every section.
0: All. <laughs> yeah, we got the, the so we were doing uh, rivers of living water tonight, and uh, we'll be digging into other stuff later. But if all the uh, we're gonna have to wrap it up here tonight. Um, if everybody would mind uh, uh, uh unmuting and saying goodbye, shalom, uh,
4: shalom, yeah. Um. Good night, shalom, shalom.
3: Yeah. Shalom
0: everybody.
3: <laughs> you guys are awesome. Alright.
0: Alright. <laughs> so alright, with that we are we're closing down and we'll see you on Sunday. Bye y'all. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Have a great
4: weekend. See ya.